New PS4 controller hotness hits the market, Game Freak is working on something new, and Apex Legends has done goofed up. Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 96 of Diggity, a video game podcast. I'm Jeff James, as always with me, the incredible, unobtainable ruler of Delaware, Brody Fultz. Ooh! Got Delaware now. Hell yeah. Picking uh, them up, baby. Yeah, one by one. Yeah, oh, one by oh one. shit. Holy Hit the pop shit. filter real good there. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Holy cow. Wow. Delaware right brings that much excitement. <laughs> yeah. I'm freaking uh, out. That's awesome. Uh, how you, how you been, buddy? Uh, I've been. You've been. Fact. That Okay. All right. That Can't argue with the fact. You know where else you could be? Come on. Come on. Our Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> at Diggity Podcast. Ah. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Diggity, D-I-G-G-I-T-Y, or search Diggity Gaming. See the little green logo with the black joystick in it. Subscribe to our podcast, the audio version, if you haven't already, by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. Um, still not on Pandora. Still not. Still not on Pandora. Um, I don't know what Pandora's Pandora. doing with podcasts, but they're not doing it. So <laughs> can't be there. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought my wife was the only person that still listened to Pandora. She might be. She, she might, might be. be. Very well could be. She doesn't listen to us there. That's for damn sure. No. She's going to listen to us now in the car and be like, mm-hmm. Well, no, she listens to us, just not on Pandora. That's oh, what I'm saying. okay. Because we're not right. there. She would listen to us more if she listened to us on Pandora, I bet you. Just on repeat. It's just a diggity channel. <laughs> a diggity radio. Oh, my God. We could. We're almost at we 100 episodes, dude. Holy crap. There you go. God, it would be a waste of time for a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's Your the Friday old diggity sh- news. <laughs> it's the Friday show, my dude. So do you want to uh, share us uh, some diggity deals? Yeah. For Nintendo Switch, you can get Valkyria Chronicles for $11.99 on the U.S. eShop. For Xbox, uh, right now you can get Forza Motorsport 6 Complete Add-On Collection for $4.99. Normally we don't do add-ons, but in this case, uh, Forza Motorsport 6 is free as part of the Games with Gold, and uh, that add-on collection is normally $99. So $5 is an absolute steal. Uh, (laughs) And on PlayStation, you get Marvel's Spider-Man. Uh, I left out the price. I believe it was sixteen ninety nine on the PlayStation correct. store. <laughs> yes, sixteen ninety nine. Uh, look at that! Correct. Look at that great memory coming in handy for useless knowledge. <laughs> well, didn't I? Didn't I randomly say it next last episode or the one before that where I'm like, I don't know where this came from, but Spider Man is sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think you it did. was my it was my Spidey senses. Yeah, it was like right in the middle of a segment too. <laughs> like, yeah, was, oh, all right. I had to interrupt. Spider-Man is sixteen ninety nine. Breaking Not news. Not an ad. Um, in other news, uh, there's new DualShock 4 controllers coming. Uh, colors uh, different in these in this collection rather than, I guess, kind of decals are really. Uh, one's got a decal rather, and it's not really themed. I mean, they're all kind of 
random colors. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. I don't. You got either. new colors <laughs> of DualShock Four controllers. Uh, <laughs> Woo! So they've the Friday jo- episode. <laughs> joining the already 25 colors that you can get, uh, the colors added now are electric purple, which looks awesome. Uh, there's a red camouflage one, which has got like um, a bits of gray and black camouflage, and it was awesome. I love that one. That one looks awesome. Yeah, there's a titanium blue, which is pretty sweet. There's a rose gold. Um, for the ladies out there, or the gentlemen that like a little rose gold in their life. Nothing That's wrong with right. that. That's Nothing right. Wrong with that. Uh, the controllers are coming in September and will retail for $64.99 USD, bro. US doll hair. And uh, $74.99 in Canadian doll hairs. So um, get at her. <laughs> Pitter patter, get at her. Yes. Um, I was Sony- hoping you'd say it. Sony is also releasing a gold a rose gold edition headset to match the new DualShock controller. The headset will retail for $99.99 US doll hair and $119.99 Canadian doll hair and will release this November. Um, doll hair. Cool. Doll hair? You ever seen that? That's uh, from yeah. the movie um, Chuck and Larry. It doesn't make it any like less hey. weird. You know, we could, we could relive Chuck and Larry because you're going to be in Canada with me. We're going to be in Niagara Falls. Hell we yeah. We can relive Chuck and Larry. <laughs> Unbelievable. My We're lifelong dream could be coming, or could be coming <laughs> true soon. <laughs> My lifelong dream of living out a mediocre Adam Sandler film could be coming true. <laughs> I could yes. be more excited. Uh, oh my so, god <laughs> so steam now allows you to mark games as owned on another platform uh this feature will stop games from appearing in your store and will also use these games to recommend similar games to you uh this option is available in a drop down menu that will come up when you click on the button that allows you to ignore a game kind of an odd place to put that because I feel like that will get overlooked by many, many people. But it is an awesome feature because there's yeah. a lot of games that, I mean, you you play on different systems and Steam does not take those into account when recommending games to you. Uh, so say you just use your PC for playing hentai games. Now you're just going to get recommended hentai. But maybe on PlayStation you play some other games. And now Steam will recommend hentai and other games to you. Fantastic. (laughs) That's a a callback there to when you went on your hentai rants. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a a couple of episodes back. That was a long time ago. It's a while back. Um, There's a new Need for Speed. It's called Need for Speed Heat. Woo! (laughs) Uh, The official trailer for the newest edition into the racing series was shown off on Wednesday, and not much was released alongside the trailer other than a release date of November 8th and a countdown on the website for the official gameplay trailer at Gamescom. Gamescom is becoming that's the uh, place, man. Broski. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it, it seems so odd to just be hearing about this game and it comes out in November. <laughs> it's because uh, nobody it's, gives a shit, dude. Yeah, it's straight they up just a copy and paste uh, with some edgy, terrible acting, and that's about it. If the they terrible really racing. To sell this. What's that? If they really wanted to sell this, they should have called it Need for Speed in Heat. Oh. Oh, boy. Cars that's in a, Heat. That's a very different game at that point. Uh, so Game Freak has trademarked a name for a game. Uh, the game... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to rhyme when I wrote that guy. Oh, uh, uh, look at that. 
so the game uh, with the working title of Town that was shown off during a Nintendo Direct last year uh, seems to have an official title, Little Town Hero. Which wow. sounds like a mobile game. Uh, this title was revealed through a new trademark filed by Game Freak. Uh, we still do not know any more about the game that was shown in this short teaser, uh, other than what was shown a year ago. We've seen it once and only once, and for about 20 seconds. Uh, but it does appear that this game is clearly still in development, and it may eventually see the light of day. So, mobile Pokemon spinoff type. Little town hero thing, mobile game. Maybe it's Animal Crossing and Pokemon Pokemon together. Yeah. It's going to be probably not great. I'm going to make a competitor called Big Little Town. Big Little Town? Yes. Uh, Ben Irving has apparently left uh, Bioware. Ben Irving was the lead producer on Anthem and has been at the company for the last eight years. Uh, Before working on Anthem, Irving was the lead producer on Star Wars The Old Republic. Uh, He announced his departure from the company publicly on Twitter. His tweet said, After eight amazing years at Bioware, I have made the decision to move on and have accepted an exciting opportunity at another gaming company. Since the first time I played Baldur's Gate um, many, many years ago, Bioware was the dream place I always wanted to work. I will forever be grateful to all the people who gave me the chance to work on the great products with amazing people. I believe Anthem has a bright future. There is a great team working on it, and I look forward to following its progress and playing it. From the sidelines. I have really enjoyed interacting with the Anthem community, streams, Twitter, and Reddit. Though the good times and the tough, or sorry, through the t- good times and tough times, uh, you are all in great hands with uh, at Darokaz and at UN, UNT, United, United, United Mountain Dew, and have been for some time now. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for all of you, Ben. So I wonder where he's going. I don't know. Um, I, I can imagine why he might be leaving Bioware after Anthem. Um, Probably. I think, you know, now now taking it a look at it and just how people have left and, and how devs have discussed the game, it just seems a lot like EA just kind of like squeezed their fucking hand the entire time that they're trying to make the game. And I feel like they got just... Like. They got pushed to put something out there, and it wasn't ready, and I don't think that they wanted to release it. And I think that they wanted to add a lot of shit to it that they didn't get the budget for. EA has never fucked up games. We surely aren't going to talk about more of EA's fuck-ups later in this episode. Definitely not, because they never make mistakes. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It's Looking back on Anthem, it, it's kind of like... It, when we first played it, the demo there, it was... It was one of those games that we we're like, yep, I hate it. Never going to play it again. And then just kind of looking at anytime somebody brings up Anthem online, it just gets completely shit on. And, and you almost feel bad because, I, I mean, there's some good things in there. but um, Very cool same, concept. It, it is a very cool concept. And then I feel like it could have been good at one point. But um, BioWare just doesn't seem to be the studio they used to be. And EA's death grip is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So uh, I, I don't blame him for jumping ship on this at all. Damn. Damn. <laughs> uh, so the epic... Say. What's that? That's all I have to say. Just, oh, damn. Just damn. Okay. Uh, epic Game Store has finally added cloud saves and Humble Bundle keyless integration. Uh, so cloud saves have been added only for a specific list of games for now, which... The games that they have on their star isn't 
it's not a very extensive uh, library by any means anyway. Uh, but with this list, uh, it will be growing as more upcoming games are added that uh, actually support the feature of uh, cloud saves. Uh, so, so far the list is Alan Wake, Close to the Sun, uh, Darksiders 3, Enter the Gungeon, Genesis Alpha 1, GNOG, Genog, I don't know, uh, Hyperlight Drifter, Kingdom New Lands, Limbo, Moonlighter, Mutant Year Zero, Overcooked, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, The Sinking City, uh, This War of Mine, and World War Z. Uh, so, keyless integration with Humble Bundle allows you to link Epic Games account and Humble account, so the purchases from the Humble Store will automatically be added to your Epic Games Store library. Um, cool. I mean, yeah, I, I'm actually sure. a little surprised that Humble Bundle was okay with that, but that uh, IGN wanted to do that. Eh, in a way, I, I I can see why they might not, because that Humble Bundle's whole thing is, you know, being kind of their their own separate thing where you can buy games. Uh, what is it? Uh, D DRM. Oh, DRM. DRM. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Epic has also reworked some of the product pages in their storefront, predominantly visual improvements and making uh, key information more prominent. Uh, Epic said that they are close to rolling out some more features, uh, one of which is actually a long-awaited uh, playtime tracker. So that's something nice. a lot... I mean, the cloud saves and that playtime tracker were some of the two large complaints that you would see as far as feature-wise. Uh, and... There was some irony when I was trying to get this info. I saw the title on or the the headline and went to click on it and go to the Epic Game Store to read their blog post about it. And the 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 whole Epic website and the application and everything just wasn't working. Not at all. I was getting error codes and it wouldn't load and I just found it kind of ironic. So I had to go to another website to get news about the epic game store update that apparently uh killed their whole store so. jesus yeah wow cool damn hmm <laughs> damn <laughs> jesus uh super hot percent <laughs> don't make it any more awkward please good god i'm just gonna hear awkward pause Superhot presents a small new fun for wonderful indie games. Uh, the devs behind the successful indie game Superhot have set out on a mission to pay it forward to other indie game or indie game devs. Sorry, that might just need a little help in the form of funding. Uh, from the Superhot team, we set out on a mission to find cool, fun, unusual games that might need some help, funding, and support. Still funding, but also unsolicited advice and mentoring. Uh, we wanted to focus on developers in a similar time zone to help with communication, uh, games that feel sort of like super hot, so puzzles or shooters, and with a corresponding art style. With that in mind, we signed two games from Australia, um, really the worst time zone for us, <laughs> uh, neither of which are anything like super hot, and both with a unique art style that doesn't relate to anything we've ever done. The first two games that we've chosen to back are the Frog Detective series by Worm Club, a game series about a detective that is also a frog. <laughs> <laughs> and Knuckle Sandwich by Andrew Brophy, an RPG about a boy looking for work in a new city. So, cool. Uh, love the sarcastic stuff uh, from the Super Hot team. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, they have a great uh, sense yeah. of humor, which you didn't see a whole lot of in Super Hot. I mean, Super Hot was kind of this weird, trippy, uh, over-the-top experience, but it's 
I'd actually like to see them write more of a, uh, a a different type of story game where they can use a lot of this like sarcasm, uh, sar- sarcasm and stuff, and I think it'd make for a great game. No, absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, I the the Frog Detective series thing. The the girl that is or the lady that's de- developing that she actually wrote like how the story actually went. And it was pretty funny. She had a, a good little snippet there, but uh, definitely if you're interested, go ahead and go to super hot super hot.com. I believe is what it is. And they've got their, yep. uh, their stuff on there. But uh, so Nintendo is coming after some popular YouTube music channels. So YouTube channel Gilva Sunner just got hit with a copy or with got hit with copyright claims against music videos from Zelda, Super Smash Bros, and more. Uh, Gilver, Gilva Sunner took to Twitter to tell their followers 115 videos in total blocked so far. They, they started manually with the most viewed content on the channel and are now going through the playlists one by one, I guess. Uh, this is far from the first time Nintendo has gone after YouTubers in May. Uh, Brawl BRSTM S3 jeez, uh, got hit plenty uh, got hit with plenty of copyright claims and that is just a fairly recent example I mean Nintendo's fairly notorious for things like this uh, so this channel took the warning and avoided uploading anything that Nintendo could claim after that but has now chosen to voluntarily take down their channel which has been uh, a few months later here uh, they said part of the reason of our voluntary shutdown is out of respect for the copyright owners of all the music we've shared. Thank you for your contributions and support over the past nine years. We've all made it very, or you've all made it very fun, and I hope you've enjoyed our favorite uploads. So, uh, Nintendo is going to be Nintendo. They're, they're always going to come after their IP. They, they've done this multiple times in the past, but, uh, yeah, this seems a little aggressive, especially when they're just videos featuring music especially music that is not sold in the west anywhere i mean you can't pick up official versions of this music anywhere so youtube was that one kind of place where you know big fans and stuff could go and pick it up well so, maybe that's because you're going to sell it well I, they, they probably end don't up on sell apple oh. music or spotify yeah uh, there's some like uh <coughs> i don't even want to say it i'm afraid the guy's gonna get come after him uh, there's a guy. Well, don't that don't did, say the channel name yet. I don't. won't say. Yeah, he he did like a a Zelda remake of like some of the music from Majora's Mask, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I listen to that on Spotify. But yeah, it it's unfortunate that you know Nintendo is quite this strict with their IP when mm-hmm. you can see that a lot of other companies have been very successful, even with kind of being a little bit more loose and relaxed with their IP. But um. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, this this seems like it might be a little drastic. I mean, I bet you we get an announcement that they're gonna that they're gonna be putting their music on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, with with them coming down so hard, uh, kind of all in once, uh, specifically on the music thing, they they gotta have yeah. something. Yeah, I would sure. think so too. It, it it just really does point that way. So, uh, I've got some muchos uh, THQ Nordic news. Muchos. Uh, THQ Nordic had an investment report on Wednesday outlining sales, earnings, and the state of some franchises uh, that have gone quiet for a while now. Uh, in terms of games, Dead Island 2, uh, which is a game that was originally announced in 2014, but uh, now development has moved to Dam Buster Studios, Nine Homefront. Uh, uh, the, 
That was oh my bad, my bad. I messed up. Sorry, Dan Buster Studios. I just kept on reading. It's like Ron Burgundy. Um, <laughs> I do have a point on Dead Island too. Uh, Dead Island One, not even a good game. Not even a good game. I, I never just, liked it either. It just came out uh, during the hot zombie time, and that was kind of it. Like there was nothing really else to it. Um, and and yeah, and Dan Buster Studios is responsible for you know making Homefront the revolution. Uh, time Splitters. Uh, st- Stever Ellis, one of the creators of the original game, has returned to help with the development of the new game. Uh, Saints Row uh, Vol- uh, Volition is developing yet another uh, game for the series. Um, Fish Labs is also working on a new unannounced IP, apparently. Uh, in terms of developer acquisitions, Milestone has been acquired by them, uh, which is a developer behind Ride, MotoGP, and MXGP. Gunfire Games has been acquired by them, which is a developer behind Darksiders 3. Uh, Goodbye Kansas Game Invest is now a portfolio of minority investments in five early stage development studios. Those studios are Palindrome Interactive, Fall Damage, Neon Giant, uh, Cavalry, and Frame Bunker, as well as royalty rights to THQ Nordic's upcoming game, Biomutant. Uh, THQ Nordic AB is the holding company that owns subsidiary publishers, including THQ Nordic, uh, GmbH, uh, Coke Media. What's that? I never, ha- I never know how to say it. It can either Coke be cock, cock, coach. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> cock. Ah, uh, God, I'm so. Cock is fucking funny. Cock. <laughs> uh, Coffee stain holding. Uh, Deep silver and more have proposed a name to Embracer Group AB. Uh, case in point. No one knows what the fuck to call this company because there's so many companies that lie underneath of it. Um. Yeah, this is interesting. I feel like their strategy now is really just buy and burn, like just buy shit up. If it doesn't work, burn it up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're buying things here that make no sense to me. Well, they picked up Darksiders three or Darksiders, sorry, the company that makes Darksiders now. But uh, they, yeah, for they were. Oh, yeah, they published Darksiders three and it didn't do great. Um, but they're still making well, another Darksiders game. I mean, they're just trying to I think this is quantity over I feel like quality. they're really going they they seem to go after a lot of nostalgia in a way I mean you got the the battle for bikini bottom coming well, out is, here soon and Deep like silver the guys that were going fucking bankrupt or is uh, that a different place mm, no that was no, different my apologies Deep silver, Deep silver. No. that was, that was fucking um, the one with the sun oh my god the evil the sun on it with the frowny face yeah oh my god oh uh, Oh my god. Anyways, I I just <laughs> I think that they're trying to purchase all this this shit up to get a, a a larger valuation on their company in the eyes of investors that may not may or may not be in the video game industry or with it in the video game industry cuz I just don't I don't get it. I don't it, get it. It is definitely Doesn't a mean it's wrong. Strategy. I could be completely wrong on this, but I it, these are some very interesting acquisitions that really don't get along and uh in terms of what they make and it makes no sense to me. I feel like calling it THQ Nordic was also a, a really weird choice because THQ was a very well-established company that finally went under, and and then to come back and people are like, oh, yeah, THQ's still making games, and it's like, nope, different company now. They don't have I, any of the same shit. I, uh, I mean, I've studied a lot of the Acclaim history, and... They're kind it's, of going down a path of just making games. Let's make a game. Just... To make this game. Just going it's at a it. Game. 
That's a game. All right, let's fucking make that game. They're clearly getting money from somewhere, so yeah, they just oh keep buying studios left and right. They're, they're buying studios at a at a faster rate than Microsoft is. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Apex Legends. This has been a wee bit of a shitstorm. Uh, so Apex Legends and the money-milking scheme. Uh, if you have $170 just sitting around and you don't know what to do it, you can buy all of the new items that have come to Apex Legends in the Iron Crown Collection event. Uh, in order to purchase one of the rarest items in the game, an heirloom quality melee weapon called Raven's Bite, uh, you have to unlock 24 other rare and legendary items to fill out the Iron Crown collection. Okay. Okay. I don't. I know nothing about this, by the way. I saw you. Oh, and you Craig. haven't read through it. Okay. I saw you and Craig. Craig plug. Peggle. Peggle plug. Peggle, Craig, uh, talk Craig. about this yesterday uh, <laughs> through text in our group chat, and I. I mean, I did. I didn't know what you guys were talking about, so I'm fascinated. Continue. Gotcha. So all 24 of these items are acquired through event-specific loot boxes, uh, but they don't give duplicate items. So that that is one difference there, I guess. Okay. Uh, only two of these loot boxes can be earned in-game by completing challenges. The rest of the loot boxes have to be purchased with real-life money at $7 a pop, bringing the total to $154 to acquire all of the loot boxes that you need to have in order to get all of the items that you need to have to fill out the Iron Crown Collective. Uh, but it only gets better from there because coins, of course, cannot be purchased in the exact amount that you need. You have to purchase them in packs, and those packs are always made to be to be where you buy more than what you actually need. So now you have leftovers and all that bullshit. Nexus, but anyway, yeah. right. Uh, so you actually have to buy $160 worth of coins, which is the cheapest way to do this. By purchasing two different packs, one of them being a $100 coin pack and the other being a $60 coin pack. So now you're in $160 just to get 24 rare and legendary items in this game. Uh, now that you have spent all of this money to unlock these items, you still have to actually purchase Raven's Bite with real life money as well, which costs 3,500 coins uh, or roughly 35 fucking dollars. But given how uh, the amounts of the packs that you had previously purchased shake out, you should now only have to purchase an additional 1,000 coins. So for $10 more, $10 more, that's all you need, uh, it will bring your total to a whopping $170 to get 25 items in this game just to get the one item, or 24 items to get the one item, so 25 items total. Uh, so according to developer Respawn, the Raven's Bite will eventually enter the regular loot pool. Uh, there's only one other heirloom quality item in the game currently, which is actually uh, a set for Wraith, I believe. Uh, and it has less than a 1% chance to drop in a loot box. <laughs> Uh, so judging by that, I imagine Raven's Bite will have very similar odds, if not even lower somehow. <laughs> this is... During that entire time, I feel like my life was that meme where it's um, Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover and there's all those numbers and shit <laughs> flying in the air. I'm like, okay, so I got this many coins and I got to yeah. use this coin for that. Wow, this is messed up, dude. This is... This is fucked. Um, um, it's it's not even just the amount of money. It's for me. It's really just the. I mean, you gotta. 
you got to do a lot of different things to just get this one thing. I mean, the the money is one thing because uh, the, the thing is, I know you say 24 items or whatever from the loot boxes, but the, the items aren't that great. I mean, they're, they're no. fucking piddly items. Um, uh, some but the, of, I mean, some of the skins are okay, but even then... It, yeah, but most yeah. of the the way the characters are designed, most of the skins in the past have just been like a different fucking color. Or, ooh, we've got two different colors now. Yeah. Or, ooh, we've got a camo the, one. The, in season two, they did get better. I mean, there are some actual cool ones. And then in this event, it, it gives them all like, uh, or not all, but it gives them like um, kind of like a armor look. They have like armor uh-huh. now, and it's like medieval armor. It, it, it's actually kind of pretty cool looking, but um, it's certainly not $160 worth of cool looking. Right. Uh, this is this is bad. This is – if it was well, in-game – It would could, be bad if it was another company. Well, right. It, it's EA, so – I mean, it. this was – we've talked about this before too, that Respawn seems to have some control over, you know – or a decent amount of control over what they're developing and all of that, which is surprising being under EA. But the problem is EA is still the publisher, so they still control anything that has to do with microtransactions. Everything from there, EA controls the price points, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Wasn't it also like the... I mean, it was way back, probably one of like in the first like 20 episodes that we ever did. Um when it was launching the head dev, didn't he say they told EA that they're just going to, or that EA, it was either EA gave them free reign to just make something or they said, no, we're going to make this. And they had say on it. Like there were, it was chill. And then now yeah. that it, it's actually what right. happened was it probably was fucking popular. It died down popular. They have the launch and EA is like, we need to fucking keep riding this fucking wave. Throw this shit out. Throw this shit out. This Make isn't it how you do it. Money. No, <laughs> no, no. This isn't how you do it at all. But so, Somebody high up at EA, I'm assuming the majority of the high ups at EA, uh, really don't understand how to keep a player base because this alienates a lot of people. A lot of people are pissed off about this. Streamers, uh, uh, quite a few streamers are just straight up saying they're not going to play it anymore. I mean, it's just, this is one of those things that is so blatantly obvious, just out of control microtransactions. I mean, $170 for this event. And, and the only thing you can earn in there is two loot boxes. So two items. It's just that if you would have made it to where you could grind it out and actually do the majority majority of it in game and then maybe purchase Raven's Bite at the end. That's one mm-hmm. thing. And even that's not great, but it's better than this. I mean, this is you're only going to get a handful of people that are actually going to do this. I mean, it I, I it's just this one was mind-boggling cuz Craig Craig texted me about it cuz I I hadn't started checking news for this episode quite yet and Craig texted me about it, sent me a link to the news article. And I read through it, and I was fully expecting it to be a pretty bad, you know, microtransaction, normal stuff. But this was far and beyond what I actually expected. This was a whole other level there for sure. I mean, yay. Yeah. We'll see. It's not in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the microtransactions. Oh. Hey. It's in the game, but it'll cost you. Yeah, there that's you go. the new motto. My, I mean, just 
<sighs> it's something. Why, why make it so fucking much? Why, why do normal loot boxes cost a dollar? By the I way, I know there's too. smart people that work there. Oh yeah, there's fucking brilliant people that work there. Absolutely. I know some fucking people that work at that place. Brilliant fucking people on yeah. different games in Apex. And they don't work for Respawn. But, the, I mean, like, would you not want to make something that is kick-ass, affordable, and would probably get you the same revenue line that you want to fucking hit for your shareholders from this item or that you want to fucking produce for this title or out of this title? Yeah. By making it affordable and selling quantity of it, a larger quantity of it, rather than a small amount of "quote unquote" what people call whales, which are just people that spend a fuck ton of money right. every time something comes out. And on top of that, the whales are still going to spend it, dude. Fucking a, give something to the other people. And on top of that, it's a digital item, so it's not like you're even paying for production. You make it once, and then you can distribute it as many times as you want. It doesn't cost you shit. It doesn't cost you shit. You literally. No, I mean, there the is the royalty that comes from well, the thirty percent royalty right. that comes from Xbox. But still, yes, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, they could have made this probably twenty bucks, yeah. okay, and okay, cool. Don't make me fucking jump through loops like this. I just I fucking hate, dude. Where we've uh, you, me, and Craig were on that text or whatever. In that group, and, and we, we we all were kind of going off on this shit. We all agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's just it just got so fucking out of control, dude. Yeah. It started these things started with the in-game currency. You want to do one thing, no fucking problem. Then it started with in-game currency currency paired with like a decryptor or some other piece of fucking bullshit thing to open up a crate. Okay. So then it came another gate, and then it became now I need certain kinds of this fucking key or whatever to un- unlock this fucking crate. Now this crate. It actually it only produces certain amount or certain percentile, um, uh, you know, probability of getting a certain item. It's so fucking low that it doesn't even matter. At least you're not getting duplicates in this, right? Which is what you get in other games. Right. You pair all three of these together, it just creates a clusterfuck for someone to move around, and people get lost. People just spend a fuck ton of money on a bunch of dumb shit. And yeah, you're right. It's if something costs. 60 fucking coins, okay? And you only offer a 40-pack, a 30-pack, and a fucking 10-pack, okay? Or sorry, if you only offer a, a let's say it, it costs 42, 42 coins or something, and you offer a 40-pack and a fucking 10-pack. Right. Don't be a fucking dick. You know what the, what the, what the level of the, of the currency is in comparison to a normal U.S. dollar. So just fucking convert it or better yet just put stuff in fucking dollars i don't need another currency i fucking hate the currencies it pisses me off so fucking stupid well so fucking dumb that's such a blatant cash grab too because they know exactly what they're doing they almost all games that have microtransactions do that shit where you can never buy it and exactly what you need you should be able to just buy constantly like be like hey i need five packs of a thousand coins and that'll be five bucks or whatever it is. You know? Yes. And, and you should be able to, to select how much you want. So you can just make one transaction without making a, but they, but they never make it that simple because they can price it at, you know, $160 or price one at $60 to get, you know, 60 coins versus 
Or well, I it's stupid. It's, it's every it's single stupid. way to get to you. You have a goal as a player. You want to get that item. Every single step of the way, they're trying to fuck you over to try and get more money out of you. And not, not in the essence where you have to just pay to get from gate A to gate B. They're trying to literally confuse the fuck out of you while you're trying to get from gate A to gate B to get to fucking gate C to then get to your item. Yeah. That's the fucking problem with it. Like, I don't think anybody would have a problem at all if you had a free-to-play game and you decided, here's this new skin, it's going to cost you five bucks. I don't, even just money. If there was no currency, it was, here's a new skin, it's going to cost you this. Here's a new map. It's going to cost you $20. People know it fucking takes time and money to make these fucking things. People yeah. will pay that. That's the what Rocket start, League's going to. Right. Because they know it's bullshit. Yep. The currency is bullshit. Yep. It always has been bullshit. It just completely confuse individuals, make them pay more for more shit, then they can't use it, and then they go to fucking use the thing. All the items are priced to the point where now I have to buy another pack of coins. Now I'm in the yeah. perpetual circle of fucking myself over in my wallet. Like it's just, yep, it's so brutal. Well, and on top of that, I I don't know if you caught that when I said it earlier, but normal loot boxes are a dollar a piece. They're literally making seven times the amount yes. of money off of you on this fucking event. Like this is just get rid of loot boxes in general too. I I hope to God they do. I don't. I I have no. Place just charge for loot boxes. me money. Yes. For the and things that you created. And let me choose created. what I want because nine times out of ten, I always get bullshit in loot boxes anyway. Every time we play Good Overwatch, God. all I get is sprays and fucking player icons. And I don't <laughs> want either of them. But they're good player icons. Ugh. All right, guys. Well, today's podcast <laughs> and all the other ones in the past have taken time, effort, and some money to create. So if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash diggitypodcast to support us and become a patron. Uh, you can also support the podcast by heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity, that's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y, to get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from. If your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player, uh, audibletrial.com slash diggity. I use Audible. Um, fun feature actually in Audible too. There's a notes section, so you can like pause your audiobook and write notes right in that duration, and you can actually like scroll through the UI and get to your note at what part and so you know you could be reading a business book and hear some cool you know strategy or, or or whatever and you can write a note about it and then later on you can go back to that book just like you normally would and listen to that part and see your note visually i just thought it was pretty cool but anyways audibletrial.com slash diggity uh follow us on twitter and instagram at diggity podcast subscribe to us on youtube search for diggity gaming or diggity and find that little green logo um i am available on xbox one my gamer tag is maple jeff I am also on Xbox One at Luscious Brody and on PlayStation 4 at Wolverine's Cousin. Sweet. Uh, leave us a review, uh, whether it's for the audio podcast or the video podcast on YouTube. When you leave a comment uh, and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to the audio version, uh, it does two things. One, that's kind of how we get exposure uh, on those platforms and how we get ranked in those platforms. And two, and most importantly, it gives us feedback so we can make the show better each and every single time. And until next time, guys, we will see you for the Wednesday show. See ya. Apex Legend did come in here and milk me. <laughs>